Hello everyone, good morning. My name is Kevin Lagore. I'm the product specialist for Skywatcher here in North America, and this is the What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, where we take a look at everything that's astronomy, from what's up in the nighttime sky, to new equipment, to pretty much whatever we wanna do. Be because it's our webcast, that's what we can do. Um, so thank you all for joining us, uh, no matter where you're at, whether you're watching this live from anywhere around the world, or if you're watching this recorded, um, these are in fact recorded after this, so if there's anything that you missed, or you wanna go back and check out, uh, you can go to our Skywatcher USA YouTube channel and take a look at pretty much uh, any of that stuff. So. Let me get my big head out of the way here so we can get all all of that. So once again, uh, thank you for joining us uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, or in the future, if that's when you're watching this. Um, again, welcome to the What's Up webcast. If you like the channel and you want to keep up with uh, all the other uh, future uh, content we're going to have, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. It lets you know what's coming up and uh, any new topics that we're gonna be having. And if you have any questions, comments, I don't do concerns, so you can throw that out the window. Um, you can email us at support at skywatcherusa.com and title it, What's Up? And uh, for any ideas or anything you want us to cover, we'll take a look at that. And then of course, if you ever any, have any questions or um, uh, other uh, things with your Skywatcher product, you can always email us there as well. Uh, or give us a call. So uh, today is an exciting day. We are announcing da -da -da -da, new products, and I would, uh, I'm sure there's a handful of you in here that are saying, I already know what it is. Um, I would like to emphasize products. There's more than one. So um, there's gonna be some fun things in here that I think a lot of you are gonna like. Um, and of course, Skywatcher is always working on new things. So, you know, we're, we're constantly uh, trying to innovate, um, either expand our product line with new uh, forward-thinking items or uh, provide new additional accessories to our current product line to expand the capabilities of our products. So we're really excited to have some of these uh, today to finally share with you. Um, so we're going to get started. Um, if you have any questions, I'll try to get to them. Uh, but if you've got any like major stuff, just hold off to the end. Today might run a little long because it is a long presentation, but we'll see how it goes. So, um, so without further ado, of course, the one that you've probably all heard of is the Star Adventurer 2i. And uh, this is basically an expansion uh, or an evolution, I should say, of the Star Adventure, the popular little uh, tracking mount that we've had for so long uh, that many people all around the world are familiar with. Uh, we've, we've diced it up a little, not diced it up, we've, we've expanded its capabilities. So of course it still features the 11 pound payload capacity, but now it has built-in Wi-Fi, and I'm gonna expand upon that here in the middle uh, a little bit. Uh, built-in polar scope with the included illuminator, um, it still has that built-in shutter release port that you can hook up your camera with. It's got the guide port, so if you are using small telescopes or long focal length lenses, somewhere between three and 400 millimeter max, um, an auto guider can be your friend with that. 
and it's got all metal gearing just like the other one uh, there hasn't been let me go back just so if I didn't uh, run through that too fast it's basically it's still a star adventurer it's your favorite little tracking mount that we've had for years um, right there there it is um, get this camera focused it's still your favorite little tracker mount but we've basically added the capabilities of the smaller star adventurer mini uh, all that control that the mini has so it's it's kind of exciting so let me just go through the the basic uh, tracking modes because uh, we have changed that out if you're familiar with the original star adventure it had seven tracking modes uh, this one does as well but we've as you can see from the dial here things have changed a little bit there's no more 2x 6x and 12x on the dial um, those have been replaced um, with uh, several other options um, so we're actually going to show uh, those options right here just to go through all all seven modes of course star mode is your standard sidereal rate um, if you're just going to go out and use it just rotate to the star mode and off you go um, this is going to be the most common tracking mode that you have um, this is kind of the default sidereal tracking so that stayed the same the first three modes have stayed the same uh, the second mode uh, is the sun mode or uh, solar rate so if you're doing like eclipses or you know traveling for a solar eclipse or you're just observing the sun like if you've got a small little solar scope like a I have a Coronado PST I, I put that on this thing and it's it's a great little way to go observe the sun really quickly um, so that that would be what you want there for uh, if you're tracking the sun or you're doing eclipses is the sun mode again same as the original um, that has not changed of course once again we also have lunar mode is back and this is the uh, the same same lunar mode if you're tracking the moon or doing lunar eclipses um, that is just your standard tracking mode and that is where everything ends for normalcy um, after that we change it up so you'll see right here we have a new mode um, right here you'll see the star with the two arrows this is astro time-lapse mode you may have uh, read about the the next several modes you've probably actually read about in the older star the original star adventurers uh, advanced firmware option um, that was out there and we've basically taken all that and put it in here um, so astro time-lapse mode is kind of interesting this allows for long exposures during time-lapse so let's say you're in a beautiful scenic location and you want to get that beautiful Milky Way but you need longer exposures astro time-lapse is what does that so basically how this works is you'd have to set up a couple settings in the app and once that's saved in there um, you can actually just go back to that mode and just use that mode this is almost like a shortcut once you've programmed your settings um, on the dial or you can go to the app mode which we'll get to in a bit so what long exposure mode allows you the mount to do is it allows to track the night sky and then basically reset back to the the return position or the starting position so you're getting those long exposures but you're still starting in that same position so it's kind of a neat feature 
Um, like I said, this was found in the uh, advanced firmware. It's just a lot of that. Rather than having to kind of mess around with the advanced firmware, it's all been uh, imported into the mount. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, the next mode right here, we have RT for regular time-lapse mode. Again, you would go into the app, um, set up your settings for your standard time-lapse. This is mainly for the daytime um, if you want to do some cool uh, time-lapse modes. Um, you'd set up the exposure in the camera because they're going to be short exposures. And um, you would then tell the mount how far you want it to pan, if you want it to pan at all. If you want to add some dynamics to your um, photography or your time lapse where it pans, you can set all that up in the app. It doesn't have to pan if you don't want to. So that is our T mode. Um, and basically, once you've got that set up in the app, you can then go in and just rotate that to RT. So if you have like a sequence that you like that's already saved, just rotate it to RT and it should go. If you want to change those settings, you have to go to apps and uh, go in there. Uh, the next one is long exposure time lapse. Uh, this is exactly what you think about. It's a long exposure time lapse. This is for if you're doing, I've done this at outreach events where if you want to do something where the mount actually will take a long exposure and then continue on. Uh, that is long exposure. Um, you'd set up, basically the exposures are set up in the app. It's like bulb mode. You put your camera in bulb and then the mount basically becomes the intervalometer. You'd have to set up the ISO and the aperture on your camera. And then you just tell the, if and it's, oh, I can't talk this morning. If it's 30 seconds or longer, it then, uh, the mount will then take over for that exposure. So, exposures and panning, um, all that is also set up in the app. And then once you have your settings in the app all set up, um, you can just use the dial to go to that preset if you've already got it. Now, uh, the major mode, app mode. Um, app mode basically allows full customization of anything you want. Um, you turn, you go to app mode, it turns the Wi-Fi on. Um, you do not need a Wi-Fi signal. Um, this happens a lot. People get confused about how Wi-Fi works. Um, just because you have no internet does not mean there is no Wi-Fi signal. Um, Wi-Fi is just a way to route information wirelessly. It, it, that's how the internet works, but you can also transmit other data via Wi-Fi. So the mount has its own Wi-Fi emitter built in to the mount. On the motorboard, there's a Wi-Fi emitter. And that creates its own Wi-Fi signal. You go to your device and connect to that, and then the app can connect and work through that. That's how that works. So even if you're in the middle of the desert or the woods or wherever you are that's thankfully far away from any uh, technological interference, um, you can still use your product. You do not need internet access to access the Wi-Fi. But you can't get one. You cannot get the internet through your Star Adventure 2i. So don't think it's like a router or something like that. Um, so just like the Star Adventure Mini, um, you would wrote, uh, Star Adventure Mini doesn't have the dial, but 
you would rotate this to out mode and basically you have a high capacity payload star adventure mini um, and this is all controlled again through the sam console um, that's available on on the app store now let me elaborate a little bit more on the wi-fi real quick so again this is internal wi-fi it emits its own wi-fi signal you do not need internet access for this uh, this gives you all the advanced custom uh, features that you want. You can just set, you can set different pannings. You can set different tracking. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do. You've got long exposure sequences that you can set up. So if you're tracking an object, uh, if you want to do a picture of like Andromeda and you don't want to use an external intervalometer, you don't have to use like the preset exposures like the original Star Adventure had where you were stuck with it. Um, you can now go into the app. You can say, I want my exposures to be 120 seconds or two minutes and I want you to take 50 of those and you hit run and it will then track and trigger your camera for you while you go off and observe or photograph something else so it automates it a little bit uh, of course you have time-lapse control which is nice uh, you can tell it how far you want to pan um, which directions you want it to pan delays all that fun stuff for time-lapse and as you said pan and control um, excuse me uh, dithering is now in the app so uh, this does take a little bit of getting used to uh, there's not like a preset in there but the app allows you to now have dithering capability um, if you're not aware of what dithering is it basically allows the mount to move a little a little bit between each exposure so if you have hot pixels or any weird things when you go to stack those images you're not just stacking that hot pixel over and over and over and over again um, it's actually shifting it so it calibrates out when you stack uh, your images. Uh, of course, this is all controlled through the SAM console, which is available for free on the iOS and Android uh, app stores. Uh, Fred, uh, can you set a password for Wi-Fi? That's a good question. I'll have to actually speak with our engineers on that. So uh, that is a good question. Uh, you can always email support at skywatcherusa.com and we'll try to get an answer for you because that, that is a good question. Now, Star Adventure to hardware. Now, if you've already got a Star Adventure, nothing on that has changed. It uses all the same accessories. Um, that the original used so everything's cross-compatible um, you can use the EQ base the deck bracket the ball head adapter the counterweight kit uh, star adventure tripod and the uh, peer extension and then of course it uses the standard uh, 3.8 threading that all of them uh, will basically uh, use and now we we get a lot of questions about why we don't have quarter 20 uh, ball head adapters and why we don't use quarter 20 threading on a lot of this um, Quarter 20 is great, but when you step up to a lot of this more pro level uh, stuff Then you really want to have 3-8 threads It's it's just more rigid It's more sturdy and a lot of the heftier photographic equipment has 3-8 head 3 uh, eights. Um so it it's gonna be that's gonna stay um there's plenty of affordable uh ball heads and um, equipment out there that uses 3.8 um so 
we are still using 3.8 on it. We do provide a quarter 20 to, I don't think I have one right here, quarter 20 to 3.8 adapter um, comes with it, so you can adapt certain uh, things with that. Now the packages, it's gonna come in the same configurations that uh, the original currently does. So there's the Star Adventure 2i photo kit. This includes the uh, Star Adventure 2i tracker head, the ball head adapter, and the illuminator. Um, there is a price difference on these from the original Star Adventures. Uh, it's about a $20 jump. So the photo package right here, um, at the time of this recording, which is October 2nd, 2020, is $339. Um, so this is the photo kit. So it is a little bit more expensive um, than the original, just a little bit, um, because we do have that new uh, Wi-Fi capability in there. Then you have the Astro, uh, Star Adventure 2i Astro kit. This includes the, of course, the uh, Star Adventure 2i tracker head, deck bracket, and the Polar Scope Illuminator. This is going to retail for $349. Um, so a little bit more than the original uh, configuration like this. And then, of course, we have the Pro Pack, which the Pro Pack comes with everything you need. Um, if you are just getting started and you're looking at a Star Adventure, the Pro Pack is what I would recommend looking at so you don't have to buy everything a la carte. It all comes in one nice, clean box. Um, you get the Star Adventure Tracker, EQ Base, Deck Bracket, ball head adapter, counterweight kit, and the Polar Scope Illuminator, and that will retail for $4.19. So um, that, is, that is the Star Adventurer Pro Pack right there. Um, and then has the Wi-Fi in there as well. Now, I've seen this question pop up. I figured we would get around to it. So the big question is, what about my old Star Adventure? What am I to do about it? Good news. There's a conversion kit for it we actually will be able to convert your older Star Adventurer to a new 2i. Um, you have to send this into Skywatcher, um, and this is gonna basically, we'll, we'll change out the hardware. Um, you basically are gonna get a new rotary dial that has the new logos on it. You're getting the new uh, lower housing in there um, that's got the markings of the Star Adventurer 2i, so that way if you ever go to sell it or whatever, it's actually branded accordingly. And then of course we upgrade and flip out the motorboard to the 2i motorboard, giving you the full capabilities of the Star Adventurer 2i. Um, I will say we don't have the parts available at the time of this recording yet. Um, they're about four to six weeks away right now. Um, the conversion is going to cost $115 um, plus shipping because uh, it's not a warranty thing. Um, so you would send that in $115 um, for the full thing. We upgrade the parts that covers all the labor and everything to do it. And then whatever shipping is uh, back to you. Um, so that is and then whatever the turnaround time, unfortunately, because everything's really busy right now, whatever that is. But. Um, that's going to be about a month or two out before we start offering that, but you'd have to contact us directly through the support at skywatcherusa.com, uh, email, and then we'll, we'll, uh, take care of that from there. So we are offering a conversion kit. Um, if you have an older star adventure, that's one of the other colors, like the black one or the red one, I don't think the silver one ever went out. We actually made a silver star adventure 
but um, it never. I don't think it ever went anywhere. Um, I what I just want to let you know that um, the bottom housing. Let me actually make myself a little bit bigger. The bottom housing of the Star Adventure 2i is white. So I'm just letting you know that if you send in like an older black uh, colored Star Adventure or a red one, the only color I have is white. So there is no, I want a red one, I want a black one to match my mount. Um, it's going to be white because they're all that way. So um, that's how that works. So there is a conversion kit there. Um, we're excited to get that going. Um, but we will uh, definitely, we didn't want to forget about anybody there um, either. So before we go on, we actually chewed through that really, really quickly. Before we go to the next set of products that we're announcing, um, while we're on the Star Adventure, I'm just going to peruse through the chat here real quick um, and make sure I've got anything Star Adventure related uh, answered. Um, first question we saw, can you use the Wi-Fi adapter on the old Star Adventure? Um, the Wi-Fi adapter, which I do not, have laying in hand right now. Um, the Wi-Fi adapter on is not compatible um, with the Star Adventure. Um, that's only compatible with our go-to mounts. It's not made to work with uh, the Star Adventure. But if you have an older Star Adventure and you want to get the Wi-Fi for 2i uh, capabilities, you can give us a call or email us and send send that in and get that converted over to. Um, a 2i and then you'll have the Wi-Fi built into that. Um, I would like to mention this is also powered by four AA batteries or you can do it via USB, uh, five volt uh, USB. Um, I haven't found any external battery sources that work really well. Um, the pro like the, you know, the batteries that charge your phone. The problem with those is a lot of those batteries, those external battery chargers, uh, they work well, but they have an auto shut off if the voltage isn't high enough and the star adventure does not pull a lot of power so i haven't found a good reliable battery source that can actually power the star adventure for an extended period of time just because it doesn't pull that much and the batteries tend to automatically shut off so i i just recommend using the four double a's if you're home and your ac um plugged into an extension cord or something then you can get like one of those uh iPhone charging blocks or an AC to USB and then just plug the USB in there. We don't include the USB. Um, you can literally go on Amazon and spend six bucks and get the USB. So it's it's not the end of the world um, for that. So uh, that is that on there. Let me double check. Firmware upgrades are done the same way. As far as I know right now, it's still done through the USB. I don't know if there's gonna be a Wi-Fi um, update for that. So right now it's all firmware updates are done through the USB um, on the 2i as well. If anything changes, we'll try to be informative about that, but uh, that's that for that. Let's see, I have a Star Adventurer Mini. Is there an upgrade path? Uh, the Star Adventurer Mini is literally its own thing. Um, we don't have an upgrade path. I guess the upgrade path for that would be to sell the Star Adventurer Mini and then buy a 2i or just keep them both. Um, I actually have both of them. I use the two, I use the Mini for kind of my daytime time-lapse because it's really tiny and small or a time-lapse head, and then I'll use a Star Adventure for my astronomy stuff, but now that the 2i is out, um, 
The big thing about the 2i is you get more payload capacity, which is nice, but the mini is still nice and small and convenient. Let's see, get through some of these real quick. Richard wants a red one. <laughs> uh, do the new models offer anything the advanced firmware does not? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I'd have to go back and look through the advanced firmware, but a lot of the major functions in the advanced firmware that were available on the original Star Adventure are in the 2i. We just tried to make it easier rather than completely overriding uh, the firmware and not having as much controllability. Um, having it with Wi-Fi now gives you a lot of the, the controls um, from that. So that is the Star Adventure 2i. Uh, we will be getting that on the website here shortly. Um, dealers, I believe, are already starting to ship some of them. I don't know who has inventory. You'd have to look around. So uh, how much more payload capacity? The Star Adventure Mini is a 6.6-pound payload capacity. The Star Adventure, Star Adventure 2i are 11-pound payload capacity. Um, so you get yeah, about four, little, little under four pounds extra capacity, which actually makes a big difference. If you actually want to use like a 70 to 200 lens, or maybe you've got like a 300 or a small telescope, uh, the 2i uh, Star Adventure is going to be... Plenty. Uh, what temperature grease used in these is uh, I'd have to ask the factory about the whole grease thing um, I've had people use them below freezing without a problem so and I live in Arizona mine's been outside at 115 120 degrees and it works fine um, so I'm not sure about the temperature of the grease but it's not never been something that's been addressed to us directly as an issue so okay that's the 2i. Um, if you have any other questions, we'll try to get it towards the end. Um, but that is the 2i. If you have any other uh, questions, you can always email us or call us um, at Skywatcher USA um, or our support uh, page there. And we will try to get all that information up on the website uh, as well. And then you can also go back and watch the video if you need it. Now, we have some other new accessories. Everybody thought today was about the 2i. No, uh, we've got some other stuff. I also, um, the, the next set of things is actually expanding the capabilities of some of our uh, other popular uh, telescopes. So the first of those, I'd like to introduce the EvoGuide 50 flattener. Now the EvoGuide is our little 50 millimeter ED doublet uh, APO guide scope refractor. This is a great little telescope, but it can now be expanded further. So the the 50ED uh, flattener is specifically designed for our EvoGuide 50. It has a, a 28 millimeter image circle, 17.5 millimeter back focus, and it's a thread on. And with the crop sensors that you can put on this, this gives you about a six degree field of view. Um, so that is the EvoGuide 50. These are going to retail for about $80, it looks like, uh, at least here in North America. Um, you're going to want to actually, if you're watching this um, outside the North American region, you'll have to uh, speak with your dealer and local Skywatcher distributor about the uh, offerings and pricing um, of this. But I have this in hand. Let me make my face bigger. This is the 50 uh, field flattener. 
Uh, we've got these uh, nice metal thread off um, caps here, so it keeps everything nice and clean. These standard T threads up there, so you can. Uh, this is really designed for a lot of those uh, short focus uh, cameras that are available right now, like the ZWOs, uh, Starlight Express. Uh, Attic has some stuff. Anything with that 17, 17.5 millimeter back focus. This will work up to um, about a crop sensor, 28 millimeter uh, image circle. Now, if you have a uh, Evo 50 right here, um, it has that standard T threads on the back of the focuser. This is just going to have a nice, clean thread on, and then your camera goes right there. If you've got one of those other guiders, you could put it in there. It's got some uh, clamps and stuff right there for it. Um, but this is the Evo 50 flattener, nice secure thread on, um, fitting right there. So it really expands the capability of the Evo, uh, 50, uh, telescope. So now it can actually be used as a, an actual imaging system. So kind of a cool thing there. Now, uh, these will probably be available after the first of the year, but we wanted to announce them now. So if you have any interest in them, um, there'll be some pre-orders I'm sure going on, but it is going to be a couple months before they arrive just with all the stuff going on. Um, but these will be up on the website. Dealers are getting the information for this. Um, so you should see all that up on the internet here in the not so distant future, um, for that. So that is, uh, a cool new addition for the the evo 50 um kind of a, make it an actual little portable imaging scope uh, okay so uh next up this is the these are going to be the fun ones um i think a lot of people are going to look forward uh to these uh next three three items so first off if you have an evo star 150 dx that's our big doublet refractor um, I would like to introduce to you the EvoStar 150DX 0.77X reducer. Um, this is a big, fat reducer optic. Um, it's huge. That's about a 70 millimeter piece of glass. Um, there's three elements in these. Fully multi-coated um, reducers. This is specifically designed for the EvoStar 150DX. So if you've got that big focuser, um, on the back, that big 3.4 inch focuser, you can now drop your telescope from f8 to f6.2. Um, 34 millimeter fully illuminated image circle. Now, just because that's fully illuminated, you can still squeak a full frame camera on this quite well. Um, you'll need some flats to correct the outer edges, but that's pretty typical. This has a monster 89 millimeter back focus. Um, it's uh, secure fit threadings. Uh, so everything is nice and threaded and uh, can handle full frame and of course we do um, allow a filter to be mounted in here now and it does increase the field of view quite a bit there as you can see with a full frame camera um, normally you wouldn't be able to get all of Andromeda um, on this scope with the reducer you could fit the entire just about the entire uh, field of Andromeda in there now um, let me just go back here real quick so people can see all the specs here. Again, it's a, this is a big, big reducer for the Evo 150 doublet. 
I would like to mention the image you see here is a pre-production sample. Um, the production sample is actually right here, right below where that text is listed, actually has a larger um, thread off spacer. So if you wanna get all, all the back focus out of it, you can do it. Um, but the one you see here um, doesn't have that, it, but it does have the step down where we go from the large threading down to standard 48 that we use at Skywatcher. Um, let me just make myself bigger. I actually have the, the actual correctors um, here. All right, so production models. Um, this is one machined piece. A production model is not gonna have one machine. There's actually gonna be a, an additional spacer where this part of the body threads off so you can get that full full 89 millimeter back focus. Uh, this was just for testing. Um, again, it's got metal thread off, lots of threads. Oops. Um, 48 millimeter threading. And this comes off the back. And inside this ring, you can see down in there, that's threads for a two inch filter. So if you're using a one shot color camera, you can put your light pollution filter in there and then that threads back on. So um, that's that. Um, but as you can see down in there, this portion in here, right before the glass, this will be able to thread off so you get that whole back focus um, in there. But you can see that is a monster hunk of glass um, right there. Um, question in there, do you have a time to explain image circle? Uh, image circle is basically as the light comes down to focus, how illuminated, how, how big of a sensor you can put on there, how big is the illuminated field? So if you can imagine the circle of focus light coming down, what's the diameter of that circle? So then you can take your sensor and stick it within there and how much that will illuminate how illuminated the field is gonna be. Um, fully illuminated on these is 34 millimeters. Um, so that's easily handles a crop sensor, but we wanted to see if it would handle full frame and it does. Um, and I'll actually show you some images here in a little bit, but it does, it can handle full frame sensors with really good illumination just on the extreme corners and towards the edges. Um, you'll actually see some of the the vignetting a little bit, but that's that's pretty typical in any telescope. So uh, that's uh, that's basically how image circle works. Um, if if that wasn't a good example, then uh, feel free to email us or call us. I'll be happy to walk you through that in a little bit more detail if needed. Um, but fully illuminated 34 millimeters, so uh, a crop sensor like you know your your Canons or the a lot of the new ZWOs and such. Um, those will be fully illuminated in there. So you'll be, um, you might be able to get away without a flat, um, but flats are still nice to have. So uh, that is the Evo Star 150 focal reducer. Drop that six inch down to F6.2. Um, threads right onto the back of the focuser. Big solid threads in there. Um, and uh, from the 48 millimeter threads, if this is installed, um, it's 55 millimeter back focus from there because it eats up some of that. So you can put your favorite DSLR or whatever you want on the back there. So that is the Evo Star 150. This is only for the DX. Um, if you have the original, uh, the standard, the 150ED, you'd have to use the uh, 
the EvoStar 120.85x reducer. So if you're interested in imaging with those scopes, um, the DX offers you a lot better illumination with that bigger focuser and allows you to use this new reducer and actually makes it faster. So um, something to check out there. As you can see, the field is um, also quite good on there as well. So uh, weight, um, I'll have to put this on the scale. It's a little over a pound. Um, it's, it's a pretty hefty thing. Um, I guess if you were ever attacked by a bear or something, you could always take this and throw it at them if you wanted to get away. But it's, it's enough to be interesting. Maybe it's almost, it might almost be two pounds. I'll have to weigh it. It's, it's big. It's, you know, this is my, it's like a big eyepiece, essentially. I know anybody buying this has no idea what an eyepiece is, though, so. Okay, so we're not actually done there. Now, the next two things have been asked from us for years on when we're going to have them. When are we going to make one? Well, I'm really excited for these because a lot of people have asked for them and a lot of people who own these scopes are going to be really pleased about this. So let's start the first one, um, introducing the Esprit 120 uh, 0.77x reducer. Um, you can now take your Esprit 120 all the way down to 5.4. So F5.4 on the Esprit 120. Um, has a again 34 millimeter image circle that's fully illuminated but full frame is capable 95 millimeter back focus so you can stick all your favorite items in there um, your field flattener I'm sorry you don't need a field flattener this is it um, the uh, what am I trying to say here the camera back focus the filter wheel and OAG if you want to stick it in there um, 95 millimeter back focus. Um, this again is threaded for secure fittings, um, can handle full frame, and again has the ability to house two inch filters internally. Now, the, it looks very similar to the one, uh, the other reducer. They actually look um, pretty similar to one another. Uh, so it can, they're not cross compatible, but they can be used. Uh, this is designed specifically for the Esprit 120. So if you have an Esprit 120, it just got better. Um, now you can basically, um, you can get the entire Galaxy, uh, Andromeda Galaxy in the field of view of a full frame sensor with a 120 millimeter aperture scope. So nice pinpoint stars. Um, this again, um, let me make myself a little bit bigger here. Again, this is very similar to the other one I was talking about. The production models will have a thread off housing from about here to here. So if you want to get all that uh, 95 millimeter back focus, you can get you can thread that off and then have large threads for big chips. Um, or we have the 48 millimeter um, threads on the top. And then of course, um, it's threaded for two inch filters uh, down in there. So something cool, um, if you're using one-shot color cameras, um, we've got that figured out as well. And again, this handles full frame. You can see that nice big set of optics in there. These have metal uh, anodized thread-on caps. So um, don't, don't lose these. These are expensive caps, but um, it basically allows you to protect those nice optics in there. Um, but again, fully, fully multi-coated. 
um, three elements inside there. So something kind of cool, uh, full frame capabilities in there. Does a really nice job. Um, I've been pretty happy with this. Uh, here's a test image from that. Um, it's amazing how much faster F5.4. My head's in the way. There we go. Um, this is a Starlight 694. It's a pretty small sensor for this reducer, but uh, this was shot with three nanometer filters, and this is only two hours of data per filter. And if you've ever shot with a uh, three nanometer, especially an O3, it takes a lot of time to get that data through there. So speeding up with that reducer allows you to get a lot more light throughput in shorter amounts of time. So not only are getting, uh, are not, uh, not only are you getting a wider field of view, but you are um, allowing you to take shorter exposures um, on your system. So you don't have to guide as long. Um, it's less taxing on the mount. Or you can still take those long exposures and just go a lot deeper um, into the sky. So it's it's been a really nice addition. Um, here is a uh, APS-C shot. Uh, this is with a Starlight uh, Trius uh, 25C. This is APS-C size sensor. So as you can see, it easily handles that. You get a really impressive field of view. Um, I think it brings the scope down to about 600 and... Let me do the math real quick. 648 millimeters. So you go from native um, 840 down to 648 millimeters so now you're getting wide field stuff um, in there so that's uh you can now take your spree 120 to a wide field full frame capable uh instrument there so uh pretty pretty awesome uh capabilities you're getting that 840 millimeter focal length so it's great for galaxies um, and all those small things that are up in the springtime and then in the wintertime or the summer when you want to go wide, you slap that reducer on there, go 648, and you've got a massive field of view. Um, I don't know field of view wise how big that is uh, degree wise, but it's, it's enough to handle a lot of your favorite objects, um, all while speeding it up to f5.4. So nothing like a, a 5.4 120mm triplet refractor. Um, so that is the Esprit 120 uh, focal reducer, the long-awaited reducers. Now, of course, if we did one for the 120, we can't leave out the flagship of the entire line. That's the Esprit 150 0.77x reducer. Um, this is a monster of a corrector. Um, very similar to the 120, though. has all the same stuff. Uh, this one is designed specifically... Uh, for the Esprit 150, this reduces it from f7 to f5.4. Yes, having a f5.4 150-millimeter triplet is ridiculous. 36-millimeter um, fully illuminated uh, field, 90-millimeter back focus, thread-on fittings, can handle full-frame sensors, and, of course, it has internal 2-inch uh, uh, filter threads. Um, as you can see, this one doesn't have the uh, thread ring on there. That's because it actually threads on uh, directly um, to the bottom of the housing um, right in there. So this threads onto the back of the focuser just like that. And then all this is hanging off. Um, the production model is going to, again, have a thread off top housing. 
so you can get all that 90 millimeter back uh, back focus um, for that so uh, there's a lot of room in there um, of course we have our standard 48 millimeter threads on the back um, it's got two inch filter capability in there so you can stick that in there um, and then you don't have to worry about anything else if you're using a one-shot color um, there's a lot of room in there for those big sensors that you got um, I know Trevor's on here your uh, EOS RA no problem so um, and just to show you guys I know it's been kind of weird with the image circle where I'm saying fully illuminated uh, let me show you a flat frame with a full uh, full frame camera um, this is the illumination, no crop, straight off of a, a Spree 100, um, sorry, a Spree 150 um, full frame sensor on the reducer. You can see that it really is, really has a lot of room in there. Um, it's very forgiving even on full frame capability. Um, and this is also the same uh, for the Spree 120 and the... Um, Evo Star 150DX reducers. You can see how illuminated that field is. That's at f5.4. Um, oh, it'd be great if I wasn't in the way. Actually, let me take myself away completely so you can see the corners. Um, there you go. That is the uh, that is a full frame flat, no crop. Um, so that's that's our illumination on that. Um, right there so that's that would be true for the esprit 120 and the evo uh evo star 150 dx reducers um you're gonna get a very well illuminated field even though you're at that reduced uh focal length you can see it handles it quite well and this basically is going to give you the capability to fit all of almost all of andromeda except for the very outer uh faint arms there will uh fit on a full frame camera so that's got a wide field of view um, just to show you some examples this is uh, our our buddy Scott Tucker shot this with his Esprit 150 this is uncropped ASI 128 uh, full frame on the Esprit 150 at f5.4 that's a lot of room in there you can fit all kinds of stuff um, in that field of view so you're you're now taking your Esprit 150 from that 1,050 millimeter focal length down to 810, so very high resolution, not super wide, but you've got the ability to really start grabbing some of those popular um, nebulas, but with a a nice field of view in there. So um, that's really got some capability on it as well. Um, just another example, real quick. Um, another really nice image there. You can see the stars are pinpoint all the way to the edges um, on a full frame camera. So this really unlocks the capability of the Esprit 120 and 150s um, with those reducers. I hope one day that we do something on the 80 and the 100. Uh, for now, if you need anything, of course, there's still the Starzona Apex um, uh, EDs. Those are great uh, reducers if you need something for the smaller two. But um, for the larger two, especially if you're shooting full frame, um, the these uh, reducers that we're coming out with are are really designated for those who need the biggest chips uh, covered right there. So this is awesome for all those uh, large format cameras that are starting to come out um, from all over the market. 
course, you've got stuff like the ASI 6200, the 2400. Um, there's still the popular cameras like the 11,000 base sensors. Um, I'll have to try 16803 on this one day, but big stuff like that. Your 16200 sensors, you know, that's what these reducers are really made for um, is those big chips. And of course, you could put the smaller ones on there too. And it works uh, really nice. Um, so those are all going to be available um, after the new year, but we wanted to uh, get out and tell people about those. They are already on order from the factory. So um, once the uh, um, once we get those on the website and dealers and stuff like that, you can start making the orders. Um, just so you guys know, the Evo Star 150, the Esprit 120, the Esprit 150, all those reducers, those are going to retail for $380 um, as of this accord, um, recording. Um, again, this is October 2nd, 2020. So uh, the the release price on that is $380 for all three of those uh, reducers um, for those scopes. And uh, of course, you still need the scope. Um, so we've definitely uh, expanded the capabilities of all of those. Um, we do have some other new stuff. That's all. We always have new stuff in the works, so we're excited to share that stuff with you in the future. Um, so definitely stay tuned for anything else. We will definitely let you know um, when all that is going to happen. But uh, that's all we pretty much have for today. That's our hour. Um, again, if you liked joining us today, um, you like that stuff, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. It helps us out. It keeps you up to date with any new videos that we're going to be doing. Now, if there's any topics or questions that you have, you can email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. Uh, and then next week, uh, we actually have the whole month of October already planned out. You can go to our YouTube's uh, channel. You can see all the upcoming um, What's Up webcast episodes um, that are out there. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Mars. Mars is making its close approach to us this month. So we're going to talk about the ways you can observe and image that and get the best images you can uh, from your scope. But uh, I've been observing it the last couple nights. Um, it's very impressive. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that uh, next week on how to do all of that. And then towards the end of the month, we're going to be talking about solar filters and how to not burn our eyes out. Yes. So uh, that's this month. We've got a bunch of cool stuff in store, but that's our new products for this fall. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, yeah, just let's let us know. We kind of finished up a little faster than I thought. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, part two is dealing with spouses that don't understand. Yeah, that is a, that's a difficult topic to cover right there. Um, next, what's up? Should Next, what up, should be AP on a budget. Yeah, we could do imaging on a budget. That would be kind of an interesting one. Um, budget and astrophotography are not something that you hear um, in two sentences very often. At some point, you gotta spend some kind of money on it. So um, next question, when will the USB adapter be available? Um, yeah, we do have the SinScan USB adapter in the works, um, probably somewhere around spring um, for something like that. It didn't quite make it in time for the video, uh, but um, that's not too far. After the first of the year, um, we'll, we'll see that one. Maybe we'll do another. We do have some other products that we are hoping to showcase, but they're not quite.
quite ready. So maybe we'll do something like after the first of the year and uh, release some of those that weren't quite set to go um, as of today. So uh, if there are no other questions, uh, I definitely, uh, let's see, Evo Lux availability. Um, so those of you who might have watched our Neef videos uh, probably found the uh, Evo Lux uh, ED refractors. Um, we were actually hoping to have those. Um, we have samples of them, but those have been delayed until um, after the first of the year as well. Um, we we're hoping to have them this year, but they're not quite ready uh, for uh, release yet. So we're working on getting that done um, and available. We definitely will have a video um, showcasing those in depth like this one uh, once those are ready to go. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can always email us um, at support at skywatcherusa.com. So uh, if you guys have any final questions, now's the time to ask. Um, if you didn't, go ahead and, like I said, email or call us. Be happy to answer anything that may pop in your head afterwards. Um, if you're interested in two eyes, those are going to be coming available. They're already starting to ship um, if there's any inventory floating around there. But they are starting to ship out. Um, like I said, the reducers and all of that, though it's after the first of the year, uh, but we wanted to get that information out before the holidays so you can tell uh, your Santa um, about uh, what you want in your stocking. Um, so that's something to check out too. Uh, what about the center balance mount? Uh, still in development. Uh, don't have much information for that at the moment. So stay tuned to that one too. Like I said, we have a bunch of stuff after the first of the year that'll probably be coming out. That's pretty cool. Um, so we'll definitely see that, um, see a bunch of new stuff coming out. So we'll we'll definitely keep you informed. When we have new stuff, you can pretty much guarantee we're gonna do a What's Up webcast episode about it. So um, we, we find that this is a real fun way to actually introduce it. it gives you guys kind of a in-depth way of learning about stuff and you can actually check it out from anywhere in the world. So it's not like you just have to come see us in person. You, we can actually talk about it a little bit further. So um, that's pretty much it. That's all I've got. Um, if you have any other questions, you can definitely reach out to us again on the support at skywatcherusa.com. If you like the webcast, please subscribe to that channel. It definitely helps us out. It keeps you up to date with all the new stuff that we're going to be doing. Um, and again, we thank everybody for obviously supporting Skywatcher and being a part of the Skywatcher family, whether you're here for uh, the whole time or a little time. Um, so thanks for joining us, definitely. So um, we definitely appreciate all of that. So uh, thanks again for watching. Um, definitely stay safe out there. Go look at Mars. We're talking about that next Friday. And uh, we will catch you guys next Friday. So stay safe, clear skies, and have a great weekend. Take care, everybody.